superstars. Welcome to the Up Your Creative Genius podcast, where you will gain insight and tips to stomp on the accelerator and blast off to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Patty Dobrovolsky, and if this is your first time tuning in, then strap in because this is Serious Rocket Fuel. Each week, I interview fellow creative geniuses to help you learn how easy it is to up your creative genius in any part of your life. Hey, everybody, it's Patty Dobrovolsky with Up Your Creative Genius. Today, I have really one of the brilliant thinkers of our time, Hoyan, who's the CEO of Remo, one of my favorite online platforms. So if you don't know what Remo is, first off, you got to go there and check it out and then come back and listen to the podcast because it is incredible. So let me introduce him. He's a serial entrepreneur. His core passion is really helping businesses to grow with software tools. Now he's worked with some big brands, Nike and Best Buy and Kaiser before he developed Remo and got into this whole way of making creativity, authentic conversations, and meaningful connections for people in an environment, which is like a live conference room. It's amazing. There's different floors. You can double click on people and go meet them. It's so cool. So thank you so much for taking time to be in the podcast. Say hello. Hey, Patty. Well, first off, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm super excited. I'm really looking forward to the podcast. So Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. So first off, tell us your story. Like, how did you get into doing this? I know you work for big brands before this, but tell us a little bit about you growing up and then how you got into doing software development, et cetera. Sure. When I grew up, like my dad was really into technology. Like he bought, you know, those really MS-DOS Windows (laughs) 3.1, like really old school computers and they weren't very user-friendly, but Back in the day, I was always really interested in technology. My dad played like a really big role and influence on that. And so when I kind of grew up, like, and after growing up, but just going to college, and I always wanted to, you know, I was always interested in technology. And then I read a lot about businesses and startups. And, you know, prior to 2001, there's always, you know, you've always started to hear about the dot-com and the dot-com boom and stuff like that. And so I've always was interested in doing something but at that time, I graduated like after the dot-com boom. And, but I just didn't know what to do after graduating. I worked at a bank before. I did management consulting for a while. And then it slowly moved towards technology. So when I was consulting, I was helping like large brands like Nike and all of them. These Fortune 500 companies figure out what they wanted to do with their data centers, their infrastructure, right. their routers, like that right. kind of stuff. Yeah. And at that point in time is when I was started introduced to remote working because as a management consultant, like most of like my team members and, you know, everyone who I work within my company and with a client, we're not always, we're flying everywhere, but we're also communicating through conference calls and everything. And so- Yes, one of the most boring mediums in the world, the conference call, right? Exactly. And that kind of already started getting me into what the challenges were about communication. And so when I started coming on my own and developing my own ideas and trialing erroring, one thing led to another and it eventually kind of led to a Remo and I can absolutely share the story as well. 
Well, that's fantastic. I want you to share that piece. So, you know, you grew up in a family where technology was normal to investigate that. And I think that the fact that you were solving a problem, right, that you were having, because I know, I mean, honestly, I trained in that environment. So I would like write people's names on a post-it note and I'd stick them in front of me. So I imagined that they were in the space because otherwise, how would I remember who was there or be able to call on them by name? So I love that. So then where did you get the idea for Remo? And then how did you develop it? Yeah, sure. So right after I left this sort of traditional corporate job, I started to like develop different ideas. And I started developing remote teams as a way to be lean and a way to hire you know, great people and finding great people. They didn't have to leave their home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at that time, like I didn't really call it remote working. I mean, at the time yeah. I was just like, I'm just outsourcing or finding a contractor to kind of help right. me, you know, you know, just do work. Like it wasn't, you know, back in the day prior to 2019 or 2020, it wasn't like remote work wasn't, was a fringe trend really. Right. So I started many of my businesses like that. Some worked, some did. Ended up landing on developing a social media SaaS company that okay. helped mostly Instagram, people with Instagram accounts. They're like, you know, small businesses, you know, a lot of like lifestyle businesses. They wanted to increase their engagement and get yeah. more followers. And so my yeah. software helped them do that. So with that, I had 25 people that worked for the company at that time. And it was something that I started to feel the strain in having yeah. all 25 people work remotely and not being able to connect. And I actually lost a few people because I couldn't maintain a good relationship and connection with them hmm. and people who are living like halfway across the world. Yeah. And so I then started to like, at some point, you know, I wanted to do something else. I wanted to change and do something bigger than the, just Instagram, the social media, posting. software. Yeah. yeah. I want to do something a little bit more bigger than that. And so I started to think about what were some of the challenges and what was a long-term trend that I wanted to go for. And I felt remote work is a long-term trend. Like I believe that eventually maybe 10 years or I don't know, maybe five, <laughs> six years from now, right. from, from 2019, people would right. be like, yeah, like, okay, remote work. Yeah, then the explosion and, um, happened, right? <laughs> then COVID. Yeah, yeah. Little did I know that it was going to happen like the following year, <laughs> you know? So, and so when we first created, we were trying to create a virtual office. So right. it was more for like, you know, trying to replicate those hallway conversations yes. where you would have, you would walk by someone and be like, Hey, how's it going? Like, Oh, you know, how's your dog? How's your kid? And da, 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 da. So the bonding, the bonding experience yeah. you wanted to, so that people were actually having a real relationship, but in a virtual yeah, way. Yeah. You know, like the serendipity, you know, the chance, you know, the luck of meeting yeah. people. I think that's really important in life. And I can share a little bit more about that. But like with that serendipity, I think it is really important for the human experience, for the human condition. Yes. And I felt that was really important to replicate. So we tried, we, we built it, we tried to sell it. And it was kind of like a classic, you know, startup tragedy, you know, because like I interviewed like 20 <laughs> people, like 20 rem fully remote CEOs. And I asked them, what is your biggest challenge? And they all said, you know, connecting with each other was the biggest challenge. So right. I was like, great, I'm going to build that thing to help you to solve your top challenge. Right. I built it and went back to all of them and they didn't buy. Oh, God. <laughs> so yes. I built this virtual office. It was like a map. So, you know, just to share it with your audience, like imagine you're looking at a Google map. You press on the button where like it shows you where you are. It's like this little circle, blue yes. circle. 
Imagine zooming all the way in into where you are, where you see yourself in a building and you zoom yes. further in, we can see the chairs and the tables. Yes. And your circle is sitting on a chair. Right. But it's not just a circle. It's your face is on that circle. Okay. So you had you like your own avatar. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Your own avatar. And if you clicked on a different table, your circle avatar would move to that table and you would see the video streams of the people on that table. So it kind of replicated like each table is kind of like its own conversation. So it replicated that kind of dynamic of how conversations actually flow in real life. We did that for virtual office. We then had the opportunity to basically like sponsor this virtual summit. So it's just basically like we call now these virtual conferences. It's like three days, you know, 10,000 people went through it. And I said, hey, what about these virtual summits at the time? They were yeah. pre-recorded. Okay, this is 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Pre-recorded videos, and you would attend the event. You wouldn't meet a single person. All you no. get is a list of videos, and you just watch them one at a time. Yeah. How that's, boring is it? That's terrible. I, that's not what a conference really is about. Because the most fun is so, when you go out on break, and you have food, and you, you know, or you randomly move to another table because you want to meet people. When we said, hey, you know what? Don't do that. Let me like modify our product from a virtual office into a conference, change it, repackage it a little bit, same engine, nice. but repackage it. Yes. And said, you know, like, like, let's just make it like a real conference and people kind of go through it and you can have live talks and people can chat with each other, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, after the conference, like it was so funny, we didn't sell a single virtual office, nothing. <laughs> oh, God. It was like crickets. And so, like, it's like, so truly entrepreneurial experience right here, what you're talking about. Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. It's like yes. the typical like startup tragedy. And so then we asked them, like, hey, how's your experience? And they're like, oh my God, the experience was amazing. It was great. I can talk to people, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, great. So, you know, we have this product it's called virtual office. It's like, wait, 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 what? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't care about the virtual office. I want to host my event. On, on that platform as a conference yeah, yeah on, on, on remo conference yeah as a conference and i was like yeah you know but we're not a conference product and then <laughs> when people started saying it more to me and i was like okay maybe we have something here you know it was yeah. literally night and day the well and then you had to pivot from this one product you had to this this other product so talk about that kind of a change between doing this office product which you probably had pretty dialed in to this other event platform what happened then i mean cuz like one side of me was like oh i don't want to give up on the virtual office i just started it's been a few months like have i tried enough you know yeah like yeah i don't want to be too wishy-washy and jump around to too many different things do you yes. know what i mean like yes i want to make sure that i gave some good punches before i change I yes, change it up exactly so i did some more testing i sold a little bit more for another two months but i also did more testing with the conference side and i talked to more people and the traction kind of just kept on flowing like it just flowed downhill whereas the yes. other way was like uphill, uphill. I mean, it was just really, yeah. really tough against the That's, against the grain but isn't that wild because wouldn't you think that this world that we're living in now you'd still want that office environment that's what's crazy about it so you did this other thing and remo became the thing that launched really right so remo so then eventually i pivoted because right. i was like why am i working so hard here when it feels so easy over here yes. so i was just like i'm just going to go down the path of least resistance here yeah. and then i just decided to pivot 
And when we started pivoting, the conversations became easier. To be honest, like every time when I talked to someone, they were happy and I was happy. And yeah. I just felt, do I want to be depressed or do I want to be happy? No, you, know? <laughs> you want to be happy. Right. So, and so it felt right. I, I can't explain it. It just felt right. People were saying great things about the product. I didn't know how to monetize it, but I just did a lot of testing and just worked with people a lot. Yep. And this was prior to the pandemic in 2019. By the end of 2019, remote work started to yeah. really catch on. Like Silicon yeah. Valley was starting Explode. to talk about it. And so this is at the end of 2019 in Q4. And the timing was just impeccable for Silicon yeah. Valley. And so yeah. then when it came, when the whole kind of tsunami came from the pandemic, you know, we were just, I guess, in the right place at the right time. And yeah, so we were yeah. Able to, yeah. So you must have had a really slim staff at that point, right? And then that must have really exploded what you had to do and become in order to meet the need. How did you do that? Yeah. I mean, we had six people like in February and then... We were making only like $6,000 a month or something like that in, Feb- in like February. And then we broke even in April. And then like, we just had so many leads. So like I was, I remember just talking to people every single day, every day was like, I need a platform now. My event is next week. Like it was <laughs> oh literally like everyone's hair wow. was on fire. Yeah. And so it was just a blur. You know, it was just like, I was trying to sell as fast as I could and People started coming in and working with us. And I was very lucky that we hired great people at the very beginning, made some really lucky moves. And that really just helped catapult us really, really far out for the rest of the year. So it was a good timing and, you know, glad I just met the right people. Yeah. And, you know, you talked about this, the concept of synchronicity. And, you know, for me, that synchronicity happened for you when you realized, oh, the conference for 10,000 people was so much better of an opportunity, but you took advantage of that. You still like played around within the other space because you had invested so much time. And I think that's one of the things that is so true. You know, we have our things we've birthed and we love them and they're fantastic, but eventually we have to like, no, this thing is what's the thing that people really need. So how many employees do you have now? About a hundred. Yeah. I thought it must be at least that amount because, and how many events do you host on Remo? Each day. It's like around about like the latest numbers is about like 12,000 events a month. Yeah. Okay. So if you're just, you know, think about this <laughs> from one 10,000 to a year later, two years later, right? 12,000 in a month. That's insane. But you've stabilized the platform in a lot of ways. There are new, always, what I love about the way that you've run Remo is that you always come on and talk about the features. You know, you talk about what's new. You're always listening to your customer in such a great way. So what are you excited about? Because that's exciting to me that that all became very successful like that. But what's exciting to you? So for me, like my whole goal has always been, how do you create authentic conversations that build meaningful relationships. And that's been the mission that I've always had. And what excites me the most is being able to stretch the boundary of that continually. Like at the end of the day, Remo's in my mind is an experiential company. Like we do help businesses, but we do some things that businesses don't ask for. And so some ways we're kind of like a consumer product because consumer products 
you know, Steve Jobs was really famous, like saying like, don't listen to the customer. Like you have your own vision to create because the customers don't know what good looks like. Yeah. And, and, and I would you say, say like, that's true? Is that true for Remo too? So this is kind of how I think it, the grand vision of what you're trying to build yes. um, that the customer won't know. Like they won't know that the iPhone is like the best way of how it should look like, like that core, like yes. just innovation that has to be from the company from product, but the specifics of how they use it, whether, whether they're using it in their lives, is it matching the problems that they're working with? Those types of specific things, those the customers have to tell you. And those are things that you must listen because those are the things that either make their job easier or, you know, optimize certain parts of it, makes the journey, it makes the whole feeling like yes. the whole overall like journey better. That part, you kind of have to listen to them. And so it's, it's a mixture of both, but the only way to be innovative in my mind is really from product and from the company itself. Yeah. Customers won't tell you they're like this really, really innovative kind of thing. They'll have some ideas, but those not necessarily are... Yeah the ideas that you may want to pursue. Like some of them, yes, and some of them may not be. Yeah. Now, what do you think in this whole process of creating Remo, what's been the most challenging for you? To be honest, like, I think the pandemic, I mean, it's a kind of weird thing to say, right? Because you would say, well, the pandemic must have helped you. I mean, yes, it has. But I think also the pandemic has also made it challenging for us as a company to figure out how to plan in a longer time span and how to find the new normal and to build a sustainable business. Because think about it, the pandemic is something that is not sustainable, right? We know right. it will go away. Yeah, they'll so, revert back to some kind of hybrid event or, right? Right, exactly. And so and what so would that look me, like for Remo, right? Exactly. And so for me, it looks like you are a ship going through a fog and yeah. you see these lights, faint lights, and you see multiple lights. But which is the light that you need to steer towards? Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's not clear. And we're waiting for the fog to clear to see yeah. what lies ahead. And when you see Omicron, when you see all these new things coming up, like yep. it's prolonging the fog. Yeah. Where really, we just want the fog to clear as quick as possible. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yes, it did help us. But for long-term sustainability, you know, Remo is extremely aligned with yeah. everyone else in the world. It's not like... You know, yeah. we want the pandemic to continue so we can continue like, you know, selling and all that kind of stuff. No, like that's just not realistic. And so that to me is one of the hardest. It's actually honestly one of the hardest things. Yeah, it's interesting. It's almost like you want to have the holodeck, right? So the holodeck so that you can go in there, that anybody could go in there and they could engage and play in a way that they could grab and use objects. And so somehow that VR quality, you know, you've created this kind of, it's a three-dimensional because you actually are in there and you feel like you're in the space and you're engaging with people by Zoom when you drop into yeah. the space and you can move around in there. You can go up and see vendors. You can do all kinds of things, right? But the main thing I think that is fascinating to me is that what will happen when things stabilize, because they will, and then right. what will your brand look like then? Is that what's keeping you up at night? Yeah. I mean, it's trying to know what that future new normal looks like. Yes. Yeah. I would say that that is something that is on top of mind because the customer that we had during the pandemic 
is a different customer after the pandemic. So yeah. if you think about it, we kind of have to pivot again. Yes, you know? yes. We have to you... pivot again. And so I think the journey never ends, you know, like it doesn't end yet. We're not out of the woods yet. We had a great start. We got a really great boost, but you know, the story hasn't ended yet. We're just going into another chapter. Well, yeah. And I think that what's interesting to me is you came up with an idea based on a need. You realized that wasn't quite the idea that this other thing was what people needed right now. And then the pandemic made it really clear that was the need that people had. So no matter how big a group you're meeting with, you can meet in Remo. You know, it's not dependent on size. You can do it for large conferences, but you can do it for small meetings, right? So the other thing that is curious to me is when you envision the future for you as an entrepreneur, because you're the one that developed this, right? And so what I know about the entrepreneurial mindset is that we are always wanting to do the next new thing. So when you think about mm. the future for you, what do you envision? Like in your world, what would you like that to be like? What would you like to experience, see, or grow in yourself as an entrepreneur? What's fascinating um, to you right now? Okay, so there's two things. I mean, from an experiential standpoint, I can share with that. Like, I think VR is definitely a future. I think it is a future that we eventually get to, but I think there's a lot of things about the human condition that we're not communicating yet. I mean, yeah. there's a ratio like that says 60% of communication is nonverbal. Yes. It's all body language. And right now, video doesn't really do a good job with that. Like I can see your head nod. I can see yeah. like your chest upwards, but I don't really feel Patty, you here that's right. I'm absorbing all those body language signals. I think I'm really interested in that. I'm passionate yeah. about that. Like yeah. my goal is to how can, because by the way, if you're in VR, you have the same problems. Yes. But if you think about it in VR, if you created a 3D avatar, that the challenge with 3D avatar is if you're going to give me something 3D and you're trying to trick me and it's trying to be photorealistic, my yes. immediate expectation yes. is that you better be really, really real. Yes. Anything that's small, that's just a little bit off, it yeah. breaks the illusion. It yes. breaks the illusion. Yes. If, if yes. those micro gestures of your face yeah. are a little bit odd or like they don't move in a natural way, humans yeah. pick up on that. And yeah. immediately just shifts your head and says, this is not real. This well, is and you're guarded. Not, That's what's happening is that you become, it triggers that part convinced. of your amygdala. You're not going to engage in a way, right? And so for me, video is still the best way. Number one, because it's actually, it's actually super space. Yeah. And number two is like, I think there's a lot of things that can be done through video, through 2D that yeah. is easy. That can't be done. Yeah. And so that's technology. That's the stuff that I'm interested in. From a personal standpoint, like for me, I think it's continuing to like innovate and take risks and be able to continue to find great things that really kind of flow and just and do really well and just tackle like different industry verticals and just yes. finding the right people to help do that. Like for me, it's a lot about having great conversations with people, finding people who have similar vision and share the vision that I have. And getting these people together to then go tackle these other use cases, these other things, that to me is exciting. That to me yeah. is like Remo yeah. is not just for universities or professional associations or corporates. Like you can go into other areas as well. That's kind of like, yeah. wow. Real world really problems. Yeah. And big thinking yeah. and art projects and collaboration of any kind, right? 
Well, I love right. that. And so when you are thinking about, you know, or want to give advice to anybody who's listening who might feel like, oh, I'm caught in an entrepreneurial trap right now and I need to pivot out of it. What, what advice would you give them? Yeah. I mean, the roller coaster is real. And I would say you have to be really open-minded in thinking different ways that whatever you're doing, yeah. it could be someone else or something can find use for it and set yourself a timeline. Like give yourself a certain amount of time to discover enough. And if you cannot find that within that time frame, then it might be better to then consider something else. There's nothing wrong with giving up on something as long as you gave it enough time. Really, it's more of like, what did you learn? So you can apply it again on the next thing. And you just keep trying. Sometimes you just have to try several times. Like it's like, you know, playing the guitar. You know, you would try to play the guitar in one song the yes. whole way through. The first time you play the guitar that one song, you're not going to be able to play it the whole way through. You're going to yeah. fail several times playing through that song. You just got to do it several times until you can play through the whole song. So you got to go through it several failures in some sense. So failure should be expected. Yes. Success is yes. unexpected. It's like, oh, wow, look, I figured it out. Like, oh, this is nice. Like that is what it I should it. be more of. Like be optimistic, but also have some realism as well. I love that. And I think that that to me is what your whole company is about. And it's one of the things in our session when we had, that's what you kept saying to people. You have to be willing to fail. You have to be willing to make mistakes in order to grow and change and to find the right solution. And so that is fantastic advice. All right. Is there anything else that you want to tell us about Remo or you before we let people go on to explore the platform themselves? Anything else? Yeah. Come to Remo.co. We've got many ways you can try the platform. We have an open space. We have demo. We have a demo you can give. You can contact any of us. There's the best ways to go to a Remo, the best way to experience Remo. And you will immediately feel it and understand what it's about. I could sell to you and share with you as many times as I want, as many times as you or I want. If it doesn't matter, you go into an event and you'll feel it. You'll automatically yeah. get it. So. It's so true. I mean, that's how I fell in love with Remo is I went in there to an event that was happening and I was like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I need. This is exactly what I want to be using so that I can have a true experience with people that feels like they're sitting right next to me and I can move around and meet other people in a conference space. It's beautiful. I love it. I love what you can build in it. And I can't wait to see what else you come up with because it's always amazing. Sure. Well, thank you so thank much you. for taking time with us today. All right, everybody, you, you know Patty. the drill. If you'd go down there, you know, be sure to look in the show notes for how you can connect with Hoyan and Remo. Go there right away. Check it out. And thank you so much. Until next time, up your creative genius. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to DM me on Instagram your feedback or takeaways from today's episode on Up Your Creative Genius. Then join me next week for more Rocket Fuel. Remember, you are the superstar of your universe and the world needs what you have to bring. So get busy, get out and up your creative genius. And no matter where you are in the universe, here's some big love from yours truly, Patty Dobrovolsky, and the Up Your Creative Genius podcast. That's a wrap. 